Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome to The Rentals, The Bottom Line, a podcast featuring conversations and interviews with people from around the rental industry, with a look at the challenges, questions, goals, and tips that business owners want to know about and have answered. Hello, rental fam, and welcome back to another episode of Rentals, The Bottom Line. I'm Alexis Sheprak, editor of Rental. I sat down with Ian Erringen, outside sales representative for Arvada Rentals in Colorado. Ian and I spoke about hiring, what qualities make a good boss, and advice for finding success in the rental industry. It was a really important conversation, so let's get to the bottom of that now. So first of all, let's start off with an easy question here. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, uh, my name is Ian Erringen. I'm the outside sales representative for our Bad Rentals on the south side of town here in Colorado. Very nice. And now, how did you get started in the rental industry? Basically, it was sort of a fall into. I was recruited out of college with a trucking industry or trucking company and uh, proceeded through their management trainee program. Um, Originally was service oriented due to my degree in automotive industry management, but was partially trained in rental as well during the program essentially they had you go through every facet of their business so mm-hmm. rent was one of them um i took an assistant service manager position here in colorado but the rental management position became available and they asked if i wanted to throw my name in the hat so enjoying the training portion where i took the training for the company i wanted to you know take a stab at it and went for it and that's really how it all started well we're happy to have you in the rental Absolutely. I've had a great time already. <laughs> Good. And that leads me into my next question here. What is your favorite aspect of rental? What sold me on it during the training um, was the fast paced, ever changing environment. Now, granted, rental kind of expands over all types of industry. Uh, I mm-hmm. was pretty much just in that niche market of trucking, but um, 
practices stay the same. It's the fast-paced, ever-changing environment. But while you do that, and if done right, you create long-lasting relationships with customers, friends. I mean, they, they sort of become your friends at the end of the day, but that's really what it's about to me. Yes, absolutely. And that is definitely something that I've learned in my short time here is just the relationships and the quality of the people. So, oh, 100%. 100%. So, I saw you post on LinkedIn mm-hmm. a few weeks ago about values and reasons why employees might stay at a company. Can you talk about this a little bit? Yes. Um, so, when I obviously tried to stay as active as I can on LinkedIn. And I came across this particular post um, about why employees stay where they are. And they listed a few reasons here and there. But while looking over the list, um, I probably do this more than often than I should, but or more often than I should admit to. But each reason that I looked at, I you know go through my head and say, do I meet that requirement? Does my work at, uh, environment meet that requirement? So on and so forth. Um, just helps me be honest with myself and makes me keep driving and moving forward improvement towards improvements and or goals that I set in my work life. So these particular reasons listed, you know, such as like mentorship, involvement, appreciation, so on and so forth, just resonated with me with my current job. And then the opportunities that I have here to continue gaining those and like maintaining those because you know, there's obviously all kinds of jobs that we've had, whether it be in teenage years, working for like retail companies or restaurants, and you you just don't feel some of those things. And yeah. it was an oddity to read the list and actually be like, wow, those are all hit where I'm currently working at. That's awesome. And that's definitely not something that you find everywhere. So that's yeah. what struck a chord with me when I saw that post. It was just oh, like, I- these are so important. <laughs> and it's so odd to actually see and be in a place that does all those things. Um, especially like there's some things that kind of give and take, you know, just depending on where you are. I mean, sometimes you're less involved directly with the client or sometimes right. you're more involved with it. It's just you gain that experience with certain jobs and, you know, pay obviously is a huge one. And, you know, people will say, hey, I don't get paid my worth. And obviously your worth could be more. If you get, you know, the mentorship you need, the promotions that you ask for, you know, you may not get the highest paying job, but you're gaining more in different aspects of the the job that you're doing. Right. And that's the give and take system that a lot of people don't understand, I guess, right when they get into the jobs or when they get into work. Yep. So they want it all at once. And it's something that you kind of have to work toward and work towards and see how it all works out for you personally. Yeah, absolutely. And going off of that a little bit, in your opinion, what makes a good boss or a good business owner, someone that you work for? It's simple. It's trust. Um, I went to my interview with my current job and uh, talked to both general manager and owner. And, you know, technically, they're, they're my direct bosses. I talk to them consistently on an equal level, really. It's not like the owner has no involvement whatsoever. In fact, he's quite the opposite. He's very involved. And during the hiring process, I laid it out because I've just had, you know, experiences in the past that have wanted me to direct the question back to them and saying, Hey, how much do you put with your employees? Like, how much do you do with them? What do you ask of them? What do you do in that interim time of like training, so on and so forth? And 
by going through and telling me what they planned for me and them executing those plans, that showed me everything that I really needed to know off the bat. Because trusting them to keep their word and vice versa, showing them that I will keep mine, that actually makes me perform at my best. And with no trust, it causes no motivation and it doesn't want me to be at work, lacking in all kinds of areas. It just goes all bad in my personal experience. Other people yeah. may not care about trust, but <laughs> that, that to me is the top of the line. <laughs> yeah, no, that's huge. And that's something that a lot of people might not consider. But like you said, it literally affects every other aspect. It has a flow down through other things that are tied to your job. 100%. It doesn't matter what position you hold if you're, because being outside sales, you're kind of on your own island. And you don't get to see the people in the office 24 seven. You don't get to hang out and create the, create those bonds essentially. Um, right. And if you feel like your boss can trust you with the decisions that you're making out in the field, then that's great. And then at the same time, if you're inside, you know, you can make those calls without having that person there and they'll back you up and say, you made the right call. Even if you yeah. didn't make the right call, let's talk through it. And then now you can make the right call because we're training you and showing you, yeah, we want to put you in the best possible position for success. Now, Ian, I saw that you were laid off due to COVID. So I'm very sorry to hear that, but it seems like you found a really great fit. So what advice do you have for others who are either looking for a job or are looking to hire? Yeah, that's, it's a, that's a tough question, but it's not terrible to answer, but yeah. I sure did. Like it was a bad deal. Obviously everybody had issues during COVID, whether yep. it be home stuff or work stuff, but it was more at that point where I landed for the fit. It was more of a who, you know, situation at the time. Um, so that kind of leads into the answer of, you know, who's looking for a job and it's really go out and network. Um, yeah. now obviously it's tougher to do than it used to be. Zoom calls are still great. Um, you can still make great connections. I've done so through a lot of um, chamber activity where I work currently and have gained great relationships through that. Um, but then taking the opportunities to do in person if you can, it never has failed me one bit. So get involved in groups, associations, clubs, etc. The connections there will be priceless to your you know, success and future endeavors for anybody that's looking for a job. Yes. Uh, for those hiring, it's easier said than done, but take your time. I know a lot of times we'll just, you'll have an empty spot. And right now, especially there's, you know, shortage of employees, workers all across the country. And you just need somebody to, you know, do the job and mm-hmm. taking your time is harder to do right now than ever. So quality candidates. So they're always going to be slow to come by, but especially now it's going to be terrible, but that will make your business grow exponentially when they're acquired. So really think about who you want and what core values you have for your business. And do they reflect those values and will they help you or hinder you on your business progress? You know, right person, right seat. That's kind of what we say at our job right now. So it may be stressful for everybody because we're all working and using, doing multiple hats and multiple tasks, but in the interim, if we find that right person, everything will start coming together and you can actually grow the business quicker than trying to work with somebody that just doesn't fit or just doesn't have those values for you. 
That is huge. That is such a great little soundbite. Such good advice. I hope all of our listeners just paid extra attention to that because that was so fantastic. So thank you for sharing and very important. For sure. Absolutely. Um, And I'm not trying to call you out here. (laughs) Maybe, I mean, this is kind of a compliment, but you're, you're pretty young. You know, you're a young guy. How do you think we can entice the younger generations to join the trades slash the rental industry? Uh, Enticing is sort of a funny word to use, but it's a tough question because I don't feel young anymore. (laughs) I really don't. But, you know, as I was open up to the rental industry on some training that I had to do, it was more of a you know, requirement at the time when I was going through my program, but I only got to that point in my life and past experiences growing up. I wanted to be an auto mechanic for many years after being involved in scouting growing up. And we ended up doing a merit badge specifically off of automotive. And it was one of those, this is what I wanted to do. And I went to school for it and I studied and practiced all my life until I got to college and realizing that, um, I got to see the different aspects of what I could do. Mm -hmm. And so getting into the trades is always great when you start young, get your hands on experience. But if they're older, show the benefits of the trades. Granted, when I was going to school, like at least in high school specifically, there was no mention of, you know, anybody doing electric, electrical work, construction or anything like that. It was always get your, you know, business masters, get your, masters in whatever you want to do always go for the higher paying gigs and no one said that electrical you know workers and construction workers never get paid well they just don't mention it. <laughs> so you know, the knowledge of it is kind of the whole thing is bring it to the front of the table yeah and i was in the very same situation you were they were not a thing when i was in high school they were not talked about they were not brought up there there was nothing we didn't even really have like classes that introduced people to it so um i i think it's so important for kids these days and just to have that experience or that option and i think it's something that a lot of kids aren't given the option to explore no we're we're running out of the type of people that have had that experience for years and the training and education that they could provide will soon be all for naught, so to speak, because they'll be retired or they'll pass on or whatever. But it's just, you know, we're running out of those people. It will happen. And we got to keep it going. We got to keep enticing those young people. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It's not just knowledge for work. It's also knowledge for home, too. So if you got stuff that you're doing as soon as you buy a house, man, you can save so much money. If you know certain aspects, like if you're doing electrical work for your neighbor and all of a sudden you're like, hey, they do tile work and vice versa. It just kind of feeds itself and you yeah. can also learn from them. Yeah, absolutely. And this next question plays into that directly. <laughs> what do you think is the future of the rental industry? Um, as a whole, it will continue to climb. It just becomes more apparent and more imperative that people need to keep maintenance costs down on any equipment that they have slash rent. Um, storage costs have just shot through the roof. I'm sure everybody knows the feeling. And overall equipment costs right now are just insane. So if the rental industry is always here, it's always going to be here to stay just because people need the option because they don't have those particular 
storage yards and or they don't have every piece of equipment they need to operate their business or they don't want to. I mean, it's it's really kind of a necessity for some places. Other industry or rental industries, I would have to say, mm-hmm. some of them are more of a commodity than a necessity. So you'll see the ebbs and flows. But as far as rental as a whole, it'll continue to climb and will always continue to make the shift towards the changes. Like you'll hear all, everything going towards electric and everything like that. We're always adaptable. And that's another reason why I like being in the industry because you learn not just staying in one lane, but you have to look at the other avenues that you may have to take at some point in time. Right. And our last question for the day, talking to all the rental business owners out there, from your perspective, what is the number one piece of advice that you would like to share with them about finding success today? So it's, I was reading that question and I was like, there's not really one. I mean, obviously you could say multiple things, but the the two that I've come up with, in, in all honesty, just because for an outside sales perspective, talking to my owner and just kind of an old um, mentality that I have from a mentor of mine that I you know, trained under in Phoenix, he would always yeah. tell me every morning, he's like, turn those Bunsen burners on high and go floor to floor and door to door till there ain't no more. Like you've got to drive <laughs> that business, like drive those sales, put the pedal to the metal, hit everyone and anyone because you never know who might need your help. Um, wow. You may get stuck in this lane of just being like, oh, I got to focus on the construction industry and just that. And like, I found a lot of business outside of just basic construction. Yeah. Um, you got to look at the whole perspective. And when you start doing that, you have to remember, and this is kind of where the second piece comes in, is you build the quality relationships with your customers, not just to sell and then let go just to get the sale, but you build upon it. And new customers, old customers, they will be the glue that keeps your business going through the hard times, especially over last year. We still had old customers coming back to us to give what they could because we proved to them that we would give what we could to them during those times. So it's a it's a in and out type of thing, but you got to create those quality relationships. Well, sheesh, you just dropped so much advice <laughs> and knowledge, and this was such a good conversation. I'm so happy you were able to join us, and I really hope that our listeners are paying attention because... You just dropped some great knowledge bombs. <laughs> like I said, it's it's all from experience. So all the new people that come into it, I mean, hopefully they take a grain of it with them. And if not, you know, they'll find out eventually. It does come around. Absolutely. Shows, so. <laughs> well, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. This this was awesome. You were a great guest, and I'm so happy we were able to have you on today. Perfect. Thank you for the invite. It was great. Thank you so much. Once again, a huge thank you to Ian for joining us and having such a great conversation. Make sure to tune in every other Tuesday for another episode of Rentals, the bottom line on forconstructionpros.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you can stay on top of the bottom line. Thanks for listening.